guys, what's up? It's Lisa, and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. Today is Monday, August 31st, 2020. Welcome to episode 28. This is the, I guess, official season one finale. If you've been checking my Instagram page, you know I decided to wrap up season one with today's episode. And, you know, tomorrow's September. And to me, September always kind of just signals a new season. We're getting ready for fall, leaves are starting to change. And I thought, This would be a really good time to end season one. And, you know, the other part of that is that I really think I've given you 27, 28 so far episodes of really heavy topics to think about, to get self-aware about, and to try to start to implement some changes in your life um, with some things that don't quite feel right or that aren't working. And I think that it's a lot to digest. And so today I'm going to present the highlight reel or basically what season one has talked about, my favorite things, my cheat sheet to what I think the most useful things are in most people's daily lives. And then I also want to let you know about some exciting things coming up in the works for season two. So I'm going to take some time off and I'm going to start to make a few changes to the podcast, not a lot. I still want to bring you information that works for you, that people can connect and relate to, but I've got some exciting projects um, in the works. For example, I'm working on a journal that's a guided journal that um, will hopefully be available to all of you when I come back with season two. And it's a great tool that I use with my clients in private practice to really get you comfortable and in touch with your thoughts, feelings, and emotions and setting your intentions for the day. And it's all right there in a journal and it only takes like 10 to 15 minutes each night uh, to complete. So I'm working on that. Uh, I'm working on maybe some guests for season two, lots of good things coming up. But before we get into that, let's do it one more time in season one. Let's get over to the official what's next question and answer. Hey, what's next? Okay, Empty Nexters, so on last week's episode, if you are listening, I talked about how important it is to define a a value system, define a value system, prioritize that value system in an effort to learn your own self-identity and know what you stand for and how you want to respond versus react to situations. And so this question is about that. And the question is, Lisa, I feel like I know who I am and what I stand for, but there are just some people I react to in such a negative way that doesn't feel good afterward. It's like they try to piss me off and I feel like I need to defend myself. Any suggestions on how to control that? I have a couple of suggestions and let me also be clear in saying that sometimes in life just because we know who we are and and what we stand for and maybe, you know, we're confident and we have a strong self-identity doesn't mean that you're not human and that there aren't going to be people who piss you off. But if you find consistently you're responding or you're getting activated or triggered by one certain person or a certain type of person, then that's what we need to kind of take a look at. And Something I always say about triggers or activators is that they really, rather than letting them get you to react in a negative way, it takes a lot of self-discipline. But if you can stop and reflect on that and say, I'm really being triggered by this, 
that's where your freedom actually lies because that's where you know you need to work. You, that's that's an area of improvement or work that you need to do. And so let them be signs for you regarding where you'd like to be freer and have a little more self-control. And, you know, so for, here's the thing. I always say too, and it's important to remember, like I said, you're human. So sometimes things happen. But as a general rule, your response should be based on who you are versus what someone does. And so what I mean by that is your responses need to be really rooted in who it is you are, not based on what someone else is doing. And if there are certain people that are activating or triggering you and really pissing you off, you know, I would, the button pushers, I call them, um, you know, I would start to ask yourself, what are some other ways you can show up for yourself in these situations without engaging it, right? And so boundaries, first and foremost, check your boundaries, see what your emotional investment is, gauge that. And if you need to walk away, if you need to set a boundary um, and not give them any response, that's okay too. You don't have to show up to everything you're triggered at and maybe give them a minimal response, you know? And you've got to ask yourself really, what's your return on investment for getting upset? And if you feel like you have to defend yourself for some, one reason or another, you care what this person thinks, maybe on a subconscious level. Um, and you can also defend yourself, by the way, by setting a boundary, walking away and not engaging it, or actually just very calmly saying to that person, you're really wrong here and walking away. You don't owe them an explanation. It's also not your job to manage their reaction. So all of those things in mind, I would say first and foremost, manage your emotional investment. Ask yourself what the return is, because if you're not feeling good afterward, I would tell you that's a negative return on investment. I hope that helps you. If you guys have questions, email me. I'll still be taking questions and checking my email in between seasons. So just a reminder, if you don't have it, my email is what's next with Lisa at gmail.com. You can check me out on Twitter or Instagram at what's next with Lisa. And I'm going to keep my um, Instagram and Twitter updated And I'll still be putting up some nuggets of information um, that you guys can use in your daily life, maybe some inspiration, inspirational quotes or something to get you going as I work on this next season. So that being said, let's get to it. Season one finale. And I said in the intro here that, you know, we've covered a lot in season one. And today what I really want to do is just sum up a few reminders that I think are most helpful and meaningful or at least what I'm hoping you took away from season one. And the most important, take it back to episode one. Um, You're born worthy, you guys. We are all born worthy. It's not something you have to earn. If you feel like you're earning it or you feel like you're attaching it to things like success, I'm only worthy if I'm successful. I'm only worthy if I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm only worthy if my friends think I am you're doing it wrong. (laughs) That's as simple as I can make it. So if you're surrounding yourself um, with people who don't make you feel worthy, take a look at that. Uh, But ultimately, it's your responsibility to show up and ask yourself, how can I reconnect to my worthiness? And it's a relationship you cultivate. It's about getting to know yourself. It's about understanding your worth and value and acting accordingly. So let me be clear. 
You do not have to earn your worth. You're born that way, guys. And somewhere along the line, we tend to disconnect with that as life happens. And I want you to be soft with yourselves. And remember, you were born so innately worthy and magical and valuable. And that's what this world needs to see, the worthy, valuable you. And, you know, another one, another big one that I actually got a lot of questions about and I think is another really good reminder is that you got to remember that every behavior, whether it be somebody else's, but what I'm most concerned about is yours and you being self-accountable has a payoff. And what I mean by that is you've got to get brutally honest with yourself and ask yourself, what story am I telling the world? You know, are you the victim in your story? Is that the cycle that you seem to perpetuate because it somewhere along the line keeps you a little bit stuck or hiding in the shadows because that feels safer for you? I want you to get brutally honest with the story you're telling the world. And if you're not living up to all the gifts you were given and your innate worth, you're selling yourself short. So be open, be courageous, and be brave, and be mindful of what role you're playing in your own story. Are you the victim? Are you the martyr? Are you the weak one? Are you the one who's always single? Whatever it is that you're spitting out there, it's got to pay off for you. And you've got to get really honest with yourself and say, all right, what's this doing for me? Well, maybe it's keeping you single, which subconsciously feels safer rather than trying to get into a new relationship and maybe get hurt. So be mindful of the story you're telling. And when you make decisions, if you guys remember, I think it was episode four. Uh, Yeah, Quiet Versus Loud Decisions. I basically talk about how to make decisions based on what's best for you, not what society thinks is best for you. I want you to remember that. Your opinion of you counts, what you want counts, and you've got to be brave enough to drown out that public opinion or that societal timeline to really take your power back and take control of the life that you want. And, you know, to do that, That's all about setting boundaries, right? It's all about getting in touch with who you are. And I talked about healthy boundaries, also toxic positivity. I'm going through the list of episodes here and I just want to, you know, make sure that I'm getting my favorite points out or my cheat sheet out for you guys. And remember, toxic positivity is when you're too positive all the time and you say, oh, I'll just look on the bright side of this. But really what that's doing is causing you to avoid anything bad. So you're not processing or resolving anything. You're just pushing it all under the rug in the spirit of being positive. And so you've got to make sure you're processing even the bad stuff too. It's okay. You know, I would love to take the connotation of positive and negative away and just say it's stuff. It's life, right? Because we have got to learn how to have a relationship with both good feelings and feelings that don't feel good good things, bad things. And so if you take the positive and negative away, that's a really good tip that I started actually using in my uh, personal life. And what that does for you is it just all becomes stuff then. And you celebrate the good things. And yes, those feel good. But when something bad happens, it's it's not automatically equated to this is terrible, this is the end of the world. You have a little bit more control Um, regarding how you process it. And remember, setting healthy boundaries is not easy either. But I want you to keep in mind that boundaries say a lot more about what you need 
than what the other person is doing. And a lot of times I think we get that backwards where we think, well, this person's doing X, Y, and Z and that doesn't feel good, so I better set a boundary. And then it feels overwhelming and we say we want to avoid conflict and all of these things because when you do that, you're trying to manage somebody else's emotional reaction when really that management's got to come a lot closer to home and it's got to be about what you need and what you want and having self-respect for yourself and knowing that helps you to set a boundary that feels good and it's respectful and it doesn't need to be an angry thing. Um, And so healthy boundaries. Uh, That was June 1st episode and toxic positivity. That seems like forever ago, but I think that um, that's definitely one that we can all practice. And don't get too hard on yourself if you're not real great at it. Um, You know, these things take practice and at first they're going to feel really uncomfortable, but the more you do it and practice the easier it's going to be to show up for yourself. Um, So after this episode on June 3rd, God, for a while there, I was doing three a week, which is awesome. And I've loved doing it. Um, It's just, yeah, I've been down to one a week for a little bit. Um, And so anyway, in any event, on June 3rd, I talked about anger management and emotional investment. And I talked about this in the question that was asked today too. You've got to start to manage your emotions just like you manage your money so meaning you wouldn't drive down the road throwing a hundred dollar bills out the window and just saying like whatever hopefully you wouldn't Um, I want you to think about your emotions with just as much value and you can't throw those away um, with no return because they're yours and they're so valuable. And so you just, you don't want to give them away to just anybody. So you manage your emotional investment to people in regarding people and you hopefully give the most to people that can give you the most in return. Those are usually spouses, boyfriends, best friends, kids, those types of things, right? That doesn't mean every day is going to be a banner day, but as a general rule, You give the most away to somebody who can reciprocate that and give it back. And um, I think that's a really important lesson because a lot of times, I think as humans, we tend to carry people's uh, emotions or their reactions and we personalize things. And I'm not saying that you can't be a kind, loving, involved person, but I'm saying watch what you're getting back. That's important because when you wind up angry or feeling dismissed or not appreciated it's typically because you gave more than you were getting back consistently um and after that you know I went into a whole parenting series as well which you know that went from um June 8th all the way through mid-June and I would I would recommend you guys revisit those episodes if if you have questions about your childhood or, or maybe even your parenting style. And a lot of times in my private practice, what I tell my clients is, I certainly don't want to dwell on the past. I certainly don't want to take you back somewhere that doesn't feel comfortable. But I think it's so wildly important to remember that the reason we as therapists, or at least I can only speak for me, I as a therapist tend to always ask people in the first or second session Tell me about your childhood. What was that like? What was the communication like? Um, Did you guys talk about feelings? Were you expressive? Were you dismissed? And why those types of things are important to be mindful of is not to say your parents were good or bad. 
it's really to better understand yourself and how you developed as a child because a lot of times as children we develop these habits or coping patterns that might get our needs met in the moment but the more we age and get into our own adult relationships we start to realize gosh that's not working for me anymore and that's because as a child when you don't know any better and you don't have a worldview or different experiences to base things off of you just do what's immediate and what's innate and sometimes that works most of the times that that hopefully works when you're a child but as you're an adult that's why it's important to go look back because that's how a lot of your coping skills were formed that's how a lot of your relationship skills were formed your subconscious brain was taking notes the whole time so it's one of those things where it's important to understand how you develop so you can acknowledge it and maybe start to do something different now if that's what you're craving or if, or if things aren't working so go back and take a look at those if you've got questions and you know one of my personal favorite episodes is confidence is crap and that was on june 15th and basically guys it's some of the best advice that i can give you and that is are you afraid to do something are you lacking self-confidence awesome you're human go do it anyway you know failure and messing up is a part of life but you are denying yourself the opportunity to grow if you stay stuck because you're not confident Confidence really is kind of crap. You don't have to be confident in everything you try. That's how you learn. Go live this life. Go try new things. Go laugh and have adventures and fail and get back up and try something else. That's life, you guys, and it's happening. Um, So don't be afraid to do that. You know, and then I did a, let's see here. Oh, I did my Q&A relationships. And I did that for three yeah, three episodes uh, at the end of June. And you guys asked some really awesome questions. Thank you. I want you to keep them coming. Because like I said, I am emailing, um, or excuse me, checking my email during the break um, while I'm preparing for season two. And so I still definitely want to know what kind of show topics do you want to hear? What are you struggling with that you might need support with? Please email me or DM me on Instagram or Twitter. And I would tell you that my official disclaimer is remember this this podcast or my Instagram and social media should not take the place of getting um, a therapist that you can see on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. And when you're picking a therapist, make sure you connect with them. Make sure you feel safe enough to share because you're only going to get out of it what you put in. And it's important that you don't just take what you can get um with therapy or a therapist because it does it is a really special relationship and it's hugely hugely that's not a real word maybe it is but it's uh wildly important how about that to make sure that you have a connection with them because it should be somebody you look forward to sharing with and processing and being vulnerable with because and you can take those skills out into the real world so make sure you feel committed um you know and speaking of committed I did a whole series on attachment styles as well which is interesting and it's interesting to be aware of how we attach in relationships to kind of describe some of our behavior if we're anxious or fearful or avoiding feelings but let me be clear just because you can identify your attachment style the work does not stop there 
Guys, the goal is a secure attachment. So being able to identify your attachment style is awesome because it makes you self-aware, but let your goal be secure. I want it to be a secure attachment. Um, That's a healthy relationship. You don't marry who you love. You marry who you grow with. And the love comes as a byproduct of finding somebody you can grow with. And trust me personally and professionally, that's a really big deal. And don't forget that mixed signals are signals. Show up for you. Show up for yourself. You are worthy of that. Don't play second fiddle to anybody. You know, and if, you, if you've had a terrible breakup and you're hurting or grieving right now, I got to tell you, there's no right or wrong way to do it except to feel it and go through it. And at some point, figure out how to take, and imp- take your power back or empower yourself to say, I'm going to move forward on my terms because good and bad feelings can coexist. Don't, re- don't forget that. You know, you can still miss somebody and love them, but know that you can't be with them. So maybe make a space for them when when you miss them. That's okay. Let that come in. It doesn't mean that you can't move forward and open yourself up to a new life or um, a new person or being happy. And because I think sometimes we think if we move on, there's a finality to it that we're not ready for, whether that be a breakup or a loved one passing away. And The greatest gift you can give yourself is to make room for all of that to just share a space in your heart. It's okay because it's all your experience and that's it's what makes you unique and special. So let that all in and show up for yourself. And, you know, sometimes we talk about forgiveness and acceptance and I think acceptance is a lot easier to wrap your head and your heart around um, because that means giving up the need for a different outcome and empowering yourself to move forward how you want to and that's important and you'll know when you're ready to forgive it doesn't happen overnight but work on acceptance first and you know if you are dealing with something difficult a loss or a trauma or just you're in a place where you just don't think that you know how to move forward or want to move forward. I think the best advice I could give is that you've got to remember you're not the same person you were before that trauma happened. So don't try to be. Um, Try to discover who you are now after that breakup, after that traumatic experience, after that death. It's okay. There's room for both of you in your heart. But I think a lot of times people get stuck trying to go back and they say, I miss the person I was or I just want to be that happy again. But The truth of the matter is, is you're not the same person. So give yourself the gift of discovering who you are now. And, you know, remember, if you're having a hard time in your relationship, conflict is less about fixing something or being right or wrong. And it's way more about trying to learn who your partner is and trying to learn who you are and what you need and what makes you feel certain ways. So if you can drop that wall down a little bit and say and look at the emotion not the behavior um try to look at the emotion behind what the person's saying uh and look at it as a as an opportunity to get to know them i think conflict in your relationships um might get a little bit easier and actually be more of a growth experience and you know i just said this to a client last week who is in a really difficult position in a difficult relationship and she's hoping for to see some change and she's trying to set boundaries but she's not really following through on those and 
what I said to her is that, are you waiting for them to change or are you waiting for you to change? And be mindful of that, you know? You can wait for somebody to change, but the only person you have any power over showing up for really is you. So don't sell yourself short. Um, Don't, you know, don't sit in a bathtub full of cold water and hope that it gets warm, right? Take care of yourself. Be soft with yourself and kind to yourself. And let the byproduct be really happy, awesome moments that you're not afraid to take a hold of and try something new. Show up for yourself. Connect to your worth, your value. I don't want you guys to be the martyr or the victim or to feel like you don't have options. Um, there's always somebody listening. Um, there's always somebody, I think, to listen. And if you feel like you don't have anyone, reach out. Uh, reach out to a counselor or a therapist because you're worth that. And you've got to empower yourself to live the life you want. Please don't listen to society and their standards or what they think is best for you you've got to trust yourself to know what's best for you and if people agree with that awesome you don't have to agree with something just to support somebody as long as you're conducting yourself in a confident self-respectful way I mean and you're not hurting anybody else you don't need people to agree with everything you're doing but the right people will support it and love you so I mean, that's really it. Season one in a nutshell. That's a very quick version. Trust me, it took a lot longer to make it. But I can't tell you guys how grateful I am for all of you that listen. It has truly been the highlight of my year to do this podcast. And in a world of a lot of uncertainty and a lot of intense emotions and just a lot of unknowns, um, you know, even my private practice in March when everything shut down, I saw a big drop in clients and it was really scary. And doing this podcast has given me a place to come back and feel like I connect with all of you. And so for that, I thank you for this gift. And um, it's really been, it's been a lot of fun and I'm really excited for season two and I'm so excited to bring you guys the journal and some more topics. Um, We're going to talk about specific mental illnesses. We're going to talk about um, managing anxiety or helping family members cope. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm super stoked. So please email me. Keep in touch with me. Let me know what you're up to and what you need help with. I definitely will be reading those. And I hope to be back to you uh, probably in a month or two. Um, I'm going to shoot, we'll go for the middle and go a month and a half, but check my Instagram because I'm definitely going to keep you posted and on my Twitter, I'll keep the timeline up to let you know what's coming up next. So I can't wait to hear from all of you. I'm sending you so much love and lots of virtual hugs. I appreciate every single one of you. Today is a perfect day to ask yourself what's next. See ya.